0: I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Tanner Welsh, Tanner is a physical therapist, a podcast host, and founder of Rehab Rebels, a company for therapists to help bridge the gap to alternative careers. I am excited to have him on the show today and to talk about his book flight of books that helped him venture into entrepreneurship. Welcome to the show, Tanner.
1: Thanks, Kara. That was a wonderful introduction. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you are?
1: Sure, yeah. I am Tanner Welsh, a physical therapist, and as you mentioned, founder and host of Rehab Rebels. I do have a full-time job as a physical therapist doing home health physical therapy um, in the Wichita, kind of like Midwest Kansas area is where I'm located. And really all my other spare time is just really being there and nurturing and growing the Rehab Rebels podcast community and trying to serve best I can other rehab professionals looking to transition to something, something alternative than what they're doing. Because many people are, as you, as you know, you know, many people in our profession are just kind of tired, they're burnt out um, and not getting kind of the respect and care that they deserve. So they're looking elsewhere. So that's what our goal is, is just to try to help others bridge that gap into finding a better fit for them and having a a better lifestyle as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like my husband and I have had the conversation often. Listeners, I don't know if I've told you my husband is a physical therapist as well. Um, But we used to have this conversation early on in our career being like, where are all the older physical therapists? And exactly to your point, I think that the burnout rate is high. It's also physically demanding on your body. So I think as you age, that that becomes more of a challenge. Um, But yeah, this is awesome what you have for people. And- Like you're saying it's a full time job. I feel you on that. I do this very part time, but it slowly becomes a full time job, right? Like building this brand and building your business. That's amazing that you can do that while working as well as a physical therapist. For sure. Do you find do you kind of set your boundaries of when you work on Rehab Rebels or do you kind of touch it your business every day or how do you manage that?
1: That's a really good question. Um, Something That was a big change for me was actually exactly what you said, trying to shift from, you know, working on the primary job as a home health physical therapist to my rehab rebels, you know, business and kind of back and forth because something with home health is it's not necessarily like an eight to five job or at five you just clock out and you don't have to deal with anything at work and you're free to do whatever you want. Sometimes some things can bleed over. Um, you know, with patients having questions because they have your phone number or a PTA kind of has something going on and you got to address it. So something that's helped me is getting organized and finding I have Apple devices. So I use notes within uh, the Apple kind of platform. Okay. And so it's I keep it organized to where, you know, I have a folder for Rehab Rebels and then I have a folder for actually um keeping track of my patients and what's going on so because this is a platform on my personal computer and on my phone it makes it a little bit easier for me to kind of go back and forth and get used to that transition with okay now we're now we're doing um you know home health oh no wait okay over here let's go and we're doing rehab rebel stuff so that's something that's helped me with trying to keep everything organized
0: that kind of feels like my mom brain a little bit right like we have all these tabs (laughs) open in our brain and i have to have this like box in my brain of what you know what where am i sourcing from Mm. um but i've noticed i mean like you're saying as well i think just the more organized i am outside of my brain on other things that helps a lot (laughs) yes so um that's so interesting about home health that is one aspect of physical therapy i've never worked in so i never appreciated that it bleeds into you know after you know the 5 p.m cutoff time you know i've stayed late many nights in the clinic working on documentation but once i leave i leave right like i haven't that doesn't follow me home
1: exactly something too that's big um for those that don't know about home health is we make our own schedules so we call all the patients and set everything up and normally how it's done is you do it the day before because the schedule can change so quickly so i'll I'll even call them on Sunday to schedule for Monday. So it's it's there's really this um, you kind of have to be very self motivated and organized and with it, and the scheduling is not quite the same as a normal eight to five, but there's other benefits because you can make your own schedule and yeah. work around appointments and things like that. But uh, yeah, it definitely helps to get organized and have a system that works to be able to bounce back and forth between like a side hustle or a business and your main uh job so yeah yeah
0: i imagine that having functioned like that as a physical therapist that was a really good entry for you into entrepreneurship because it sounds like that's almost what you're doing even though you're quote unquote a home health physical therapist but
1: elaborate on that a little bit more can you explain a little bit more what i mean
0: yeah i'm just thinking like manage your own schedule calling all the patients and setting all this up yourselves and and i'm sure there the paperwork involved in that right i i know what the documentation world looks like and so you're you're kind of your own little physical therapy management office for your patients
1: yes absolutely yeah and and i think trying to do that right out of school would be very challenging not that people can't do it but it's it's there's nobody really there's nobody really over your shoulder or in clinic to just bounce ideas off of or really help you. I mean, they're a phone call away, but you actually don't see anybody. A lot of people I work with, I've never met in person. It's all oh. over the phone. And okay. the only people you really see are the patients. And sometimes you'll run into the nurses, but it's it's never the same nurse usually. And it's, it's just kind of a different working environment. I think it's great for maybe those that like one-on-one or maybe a little bit more introverted and don't like the big open outpatient orthopedic with everything going on and everybody's yeah, in the same room. Yeah. So, um, but absolutely it's, you kind of got to take the, um, the bull by the horns, if you will, and, and make it work. And that's part of also what rehab rebels is, is, you know, managing things talking to people, emailing people, and taking the bull by the horns and kind of doing a lot of it bootstrapping on your own. So yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be one of my questions. So once people find you and listeners, I'll have all the links to find Tanner in the show notes, but once they find you, what, you know, what's kind of the entry and how do you want them to start in Rehab Rebels?
1: Um. Well, there is a episode one, in Rehab Rebels, you can go to rehabrebels.org, and that's kind of the main landing page. But if you go rehabrebels.org slash 001, that'll take you right to the first show notes episode. It's only okay. about eight minutes, and it's a, a short introduction to really who the show's for and who's the show not for. Um, and what I always tell everybody is just we we all have gotten where we are today with some help of other people like there's just no question like we can't solely get where we are today without some help and I always encourage individuals to gravitate towards those individuals that really they really resonate with and the and just kind of the vibes they're putting out the messages they're putting out so you know if people don't necessarily like rehab rebels that's great but if I'm offering or guiding somebody to another resource that helps them. Perfect. My job is complete. I'm totally happy with that because I, I've i actually gone and, and purchased some pretty expensive courses, entrepreneurial courses from some people that really didn't quite jive quite as much as uh, with me and kind of who I am and what I'm about compared to some other people. But what they were offering and their landing pages and their sales page basically really kind of just sold it for me so i think the lesson there is um just be mindful about and cautious about what you see online and the so-called you know gurus and and what they're offering and what they're selling, a lot of their points are, we've done it all. We got it all right here in this course. You don't need to go anywhere else. And and usually they're pretty expensive, but to be honest, a lot of that information is actually free online and you can go and search for it and find it. And um, yeah, so for me, I'm just want, as I tell all the guests, I really want a very safe place for, us all to come and talk about the problems that are happening. Like no judgment, you can come on and, you know, if there's something that you don't like or whatever, we can always change it. But it's a place to really talk about the issues and figure out how to, you know, address them and get on to the main thing, you know, is getting on to the lifestyle and career that you want. And the people that I have come on have done that. The guests have actually transitioned to alternative careers. I mean, from a PT who's now a librarian to a Coda who has a franchise and several people that have started their own businesses because they just aren't happy with the health system and the health businesses and working for those big corporations. And so they just branched off and said, I'm going to do it myself. So, yeah. Yeah sorry does that answer your question I kind of went on a long tangent there for a bit
0: no it does and that's what I was gonna say well you were kind of saying like if the vibe doesn't jive with you right but you have in each episode you're hosting a different guest and so the beauty of that right is you could go in and be like well this sounds like it might apply to me and you could listen based off what applies to you and your life because we are all different and I think that's a great resource and we happen to both be physical therapists, but this is not just for physical therapists, correct?
1: That's right. It's for, you know, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech language pathologist, speech paths, and I've reached out to several of them because I I'm, I'm trying to build a better um, you know, source of guests that are speech paths that come on because they also are part of our interprofessional network and are experiencing some of the same things. So, yeah. And even if you're not, I mean, there, there may be still some resources out there that are on the the show or on the resource tab at Rehab Rebels that would benefit you, especially if you're wanting to like create your own business or, um, you know, maybe turn a side hustle into getting a business and, this is all really kind of an evolving thing because what I'm finding out is there's four main quadrants and I'm gonna gonna revamp the, the homepage, I'm hoping within the next few months, but there's four main quadrants that people fall into. It's, do you wanna work with patients or do you not wanna work with patients? And then the next two quadrants are, do you wanna own your own business and work for yourself or do you wanna work for somebody else? And so once we answer some of those big questions, we can go down kind of funneling people with information that applies to that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm totally open to talking to people about all these four different quadrants or if they don't even know which one they want to go into, you know, trying to help them get a better idea which direction to go so they can make that, that shift and direction of where they want to go with their career and their life, right? Um, so that's, that's really the goal is really just to guide people to a better career and a better life and just help them live more fulfilled and, and just feel appreciated and accepted and yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking a little bit about, as you were talking, how I think most of us, right? Like the end goal for so long was to become a physical therapist, to become an occupational therapist and you work so long and so hard to get there. So it kind of becomes this identity, right? Of like, well, wait, maybe this isn't all I wanted, right? Like you go, I. there definitely for me was this path I had to go along of feeling like, well, I thought that's what I always wanted, but now I'm doing something else and that's bringing me joy too. And so these are really important questions that you're asking people and you might not have the answer right away, but I'll help direct you to Tanner who can help you work along that path because it really is something that, you know, I almost felt ashamed about it, I think, a little bit of like, well, I love my kids and I love my family. I also always loved my job. But for me, it became I want to be with my family and I want to be with my kids when I'm 80. That's what I'm going to be so glad I did. Right. Like it's not going to be that I went to see Miss Smith for her back pain at the clinic at, you know, on such and such date. It's going to be that I got this time with my kids.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And and I'm glad you brought that up because a big thing that all of us have to answer and nobody can answer this for us is the why. Mm-hmm. What is your why is usually how it's phrased. What is your why for doing what you're doing? And basically the more personable or the more personal, and the deeper you can go with answering that question, the better off you're going to be with making kind of decisions in. In your life and i'll add to what you were saying just now about six months into getting my first uh, pt job i was working in a skilled nursing or i was working for a contract company in several different nursing homes and started just doing um, home health but what happened was i i had this realization and the realization was i was down downing spoonfuls of cultural influence chasing dreams that i thought i wanted and was encouraged to pursue only to find out that I didn't, right? And yeah. I have I had to kind of uh, realize after, you know, 10 years, what what was I doing? What 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 was all this for? And I'd realized, um, you know, a few things that, you know, I thought I wanted these things that were influenced by, you know, culture, parents, friends, and I was convinced I was doing what was right, making my parents proud, you know, believing what I was told by others and realizing I was only sharpening myself as a tool to be used in a a capitalistic way, like within a certain economic skill set. Um, and the big kind of the fourth point is I wasn't able to escape this income exchange for my life currency. And I want to elaborate a little bit about about that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, please do. <laughs>
1: Yeah. um, Basically, we're kind of stuck in a position genuinely out of PT school or, you know, healthcare uh, school often to work for either a salary or work for an exchange of time for money, like an hourly rate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so what some people have realized is you know, I either want to help more people versus versus doing a one on one, you know, treating someone, I want to help more people, or I want to escape kind of this, this hourly rate thing. And so a way to do that is you kind of have to figure out how to, um, you have to learn a little bit about business or, you know, passive income, for example, or basically investing yourself into something that will generate income for you or other ways to generate income without you having to exchange a direct time yeah. uh, for income, right? Like an hourly rate. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, you have to look at other options of, okay, what is some things that I can invest in or assets that I could obtain that generate income for me? So I don't, I, I can get away from this kind of, you know, this exchange for my life, which is, it is an exchange for your lifetime for money. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to think about, but that's that's really the reality of kind of like what what's going on in this in this channel that we followed from PT school to working in the real world. Like this is what's going on and it's really often not what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that shame or that guilt or those negative feelings are very valid and a lot of people I talk to too are like they've struggled as well with what you're saying. And many actually i don't think i know anybody that i've interviewed that just has let their license lapse they have it on the back end just in case they need it and they work so hard for it and all nearly all of them say i can't pass the boards again so i'm gonna keep it active or at least keep it up you know and i completely agree i think that's something that that i will do as well once once i get you know to that point and the goal is to just you know, maybe do P T P R N just so I can kind of keep things fresh and go on, but have this side business and hopefully others or other assets that are working for me. So I can answer my why, which is I have a daughter who lives in Peru. And the big reason why I also created this was to be able to live anywhere and generate income and be in her life and, and make it all work, right? So yeah, I... I think I'm getting on another tangent here, but that, that answers um, some of your, your questions. I know there was a podcast we did on with a guest who talked about mom guilt and she's, you know, going off the entrepreneurial Avenue and creating her own business. And she really just found, actually, if I talk about two individuals that have, that have, that are moms have talked about this and they, where it comes up is when they are looking to gain more time, to work on their business, but take away time from watching their kids. And they have this feeling. And basically, they, they have a mind shift set where it's like, well, I get I can provide more quality, valuable time with my kids if I can basically hire somebody to watch them for the times that I need to work on my business to work on my what I'm doing. And then whenever I'm done with that and I have them, I'm fully focused on them and not not doing any of the business stuff. Yeah. so yeah i what is your mom how is yeah. that for you let's talk about your experience there
0: yeah i think i feel that too as you were talking about that but i've actually told my husband i'm like looking forward like this podcast it's become something right it's like this what started as something so little as a bigger snowball i have a great problem to have but i have a ton of interviews this month right but that means i have to get through the material and edit and do all these things to publish and give this this episode what it deserves and so i told my husband what i'd like to do because i feel like what i've been doing right now is just fitting it in in the cracks of the day Mm -hmm. but as that gets busier that's not going to be as easy to do so i told him i'm like i'm going to start looking for a babysitter to hire that comes once a week you know four to six hours or something and then that way i know you know, in this block of time on Tuesday, I can work on my podcast and I can kind of funnel everything in to that. And so I have definitely felt that because I try to not touch my computer or my phone too much during the day when my kids are around and awake. Mm-hmm. So I'm that means I'm waking up at five or I'm staying up after they go to bed, right? Cause I'm trying to stay off my screens in front of my kids to be present to them and be a good example in that regard. So I definitely have felt that as well. But there's inevitable, like you said, I mean, emails come in. I'm talking to people on the East Coast, so I can't email them at 9 p.m. my time because it's midnight their time. So there's things that need to get done during the day. And, you know, and there's there's breaks. But as it gets busier, it's been harder to try to fit it in. So I'm like, I'm going to hire someone and he's he's good with it. He's but find that time and allot that differently
1: yeah of course
0: so and i look at this as my passion project right my creative outlet and so it makes me excited like it's not something i mean i do i don't know that i would associate guilt with it but i'm just like i want to organize my time better around it
1: of course yeah totally valid totally makes sense and as you know like probably with others too that have other side hustles that start growing is like man this this is great. This is awesome. But it's also more than kind of what I was expecting or more than I thought. And so something that often has to be done is, you know, hiring out or delegating, you know, somebody else to work on things. And I, I really love, I think, being a, an entrepreneur or like a business owner, because you learn a lot about yourself, you kind of have to, and you learn a lot of other skill sets that help you um, you know, grow and you learn what you're good at and what you're not good at. And so something <laughs> something yes. that, that, uh, you know, even people that are, have, that I've interviewed that have their own health businesses, they'll just hire out stuff that they don't like to do, or they're not good at like billing. Yeah. And I think that's a really great use of your time because you can be, so I've, I've grown up in a um, environment where it's kind of like penny pinchers and you do everything your own and you never hire out that unfortunately will come back to bite you in the bottom if you're trying to grow a business or trying to grow a side hustle because there's going to be a point where you just either can't or it's maybe not a really good quality use of your time for whatever reason you know so yeah
0: yeah well, I love that. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> little yeah. validation there. Um, well, let's go ahead. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about who you are as a reader. What type of books you like to read?
1: The books that I read are t- informational. Like, so I read stuff to get information and try to apply it to usually what I'm doing. So, like, you know, the rehab rebels are um, kind of growing as a business owner, entrepreneur, and. Something that I will admit is I'm really bad about finishing books. Okay. <laughs> I'll get into them <laughs> and I'll start them, but I won't. And another thing that I've realized too for preparing for this is I also often treat books as almost like um, a textbook in school. Like I'll yeah. read them and then I'll take notes on them. And so it also takes me longer to get through them because I'm trying to jot down things that are important in case you know, I need it for reference or to a- apply this particular aspect of the book within you know uh, my life. So yeah. yeah,
0: physical therapy school trained you well for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, okay, well, how and I you are very busy. So how do you find time to read in the day?
1: Yeah, normally it's like during the week. I won't, but on the weekends, I'll usually find time on the weekend to go, you know, to like a cafe or a coffee shop or something and put a book down and read. And I've found that having, you know, being a PT, we're, we're kind of focused on ergonomics and having a, it's actually a book stand, but I've put my computer on it okay Um, to kind of like have it more ergonomic like it's up at eye level and stuff and a lot of people will come by hey where'd you get that I was like i just got it on amazon you know yeah but i'll use the actual i'll flip it around when i have a book i'll have the book on the book stand holding the pages open because it's got little arms or legs or whatever and then i'll have the computer actually down to where i'm reading up but taking notes on the computer and can put it in, you know, like a Google Doc or whatever for a uh, future reference or however I want to apply the material. So, yeah.
0: That's a great idea. I might have to ask you for that link. We can toss that in the show notes as well. <laughs>
1: sure, yeah. No problem.
0: So awesome. Well, let's get into your book flight today.
1: I think I'll start with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was the okay. first one actually that I had read. And it's probably the one that has actually changed I'd say probably changed my life the most okay. and it's a uh, pretty easy read. So, you know, for anybody that's maybe not a good reader or, or doesn't like to read, this is a good one for them because it, it's kind of like follows a story okay. and it's got, you know, points along the way. But a big message that it has is, you know, our, it, it really talks about kind of business and assets and liabilities and th- And the kind of information about businesses or a business structure from a financial point of view that maybe even if you're not familiar with business or finance, it's a good way to learn about kind of how things work. And some of the main points are, you know, do you want to acquire assets or do you want to acquire liabilities? And a simple definition of each are an asset generates income for you and a liability takes money out of your wallet okay. Um, and it gets a little bit tricky sometimes because a house is it an asset or is it an investment or is it an asset or is it a liability Yeah. and it's tricky because I would say you know if you're buying a, a house to you know maybe rent or flip definitely leaning more towards the asset side if you're buying a house to live in I mean maybe if the market goes up and you sell it sometime in the future then it would turn into probably an asset. But if you actually lose money, it's more of a liability. So some of the top, some of of what you try to, you know, define as an asset or liability are tricky. But the general aspect is, is it helping you put money in your bank account or in your pocket or is it taking money out? And a big point that they talk about is like a lot of people have liabilities. They, They have, they own things, but it drains their, it's not putting, giving money back to them. Okay. A a big aspect of the book is how do you make money work for you? And this is a big, important part is like, do you have assets or do you have liabilities? And something else that they point out, which is the kind of business finance structure versus a working for a company structure. And something that they talk about is, you know, when you're an employee, basically taxes and everything is all taken out. And then you're the last person to get it at the end so you know your benefits your taxes are taken out and then you get the check if you own a business the structure is different basically you you have the income coming in you can use that to purchase you know things for your business qualified purchase purchases for your business and then after all of that taxes are taken out so basically what it's showing is uh, fortunately unfortunately the middle class is usually the most taxed based on how the tax rules are but if you own a business you're you have a tax benefit like you can use your businesses for qualified businesses expenses to make purchases to grow your business and this tax structure there is actually used to benefit your business because the the structure is to grow the economy so if you own a business, they want you to be successful as much as possible, right? And to grow the economy. But if you're working for the, the economy, if you're a working class and you're working for somebody else, the tax structure is actually not in your favor. Yeah. And so that's something that was interesting to learn about the book and help me set up some pretty big goals for like purchases to go towards a business. And folks that are listening, if you have a little side hustle, a little side gig, maybe you're, you know, into photography or you're starting to kind of do freelance stuff. I am not a tax expert, but I would encourage you to look at creating an LLC so you can, first of all, get protection for kind of liability issues. And then also you can use that business for business expenses and stuff, you know, it's going to benefit you kind of in the long run. Um,
0: I just took a note at the top of my show notes and I'm like, make me an LLC. I haven't done it yet. And I've had one before <laughs> as a contract physical therapist. I have had an LLC it? before. Um we've since moved from that location. so now I do not have that set up. but I'm like, I haven't done that, but that is such a brilliant idea. And I I think again because I in my mind, I was thinking this as this tiny little thing that's now blown, you know, grown into something so much bigger, which, is absolutely what I wanted but now I need to start getting my ducks in a row a little bit around the LLC so thank you for that that's like huge for me for sure Um, it also sounds like you don't have to be a dad to read this book because maybe people would hear the title and think Ah. do I need to be a dad to read this but you don't have to be right there's so much in there
1: exactly that's a very good point and I didn't think about that and that's why I love having a diverse group of people within my network or like um you know, like mastermind groups, I'm in mastermind groups, because I think it's important to get that perspective from different cultures, different, you know, sexes, your female I'm male and because yeah. otherwise we'll miss out. And absolutely it's not. It is from a point of view from the story goes from, you know, a dad or actually there's a dad and a stepdad and then a son. So that's okay. why it's kind of titled that. But definitely the messages and stuff can easily be applied to women and kind of what their journeys are and branching out to, um, you know, learning more about business or finance and, and things like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's why I like reading because we can learn so much about, you know, I can still appreciate the story about a dad or from a dad's perspective, right? Like that's the beauty of reading is it gives us a different appreciation for, a way we might not have had in our life right like we are all different and our experiences are all different and we can't experience them all because we are not that person so
1: exactly yeah completely agree
0: all right so that was rich dad poor dad by robert t kiyosaki i hope i'm saying that correctly and then what's book two of the pairing today
1: building a story brand by donald miller okay and He talks about so if you're a business, you kind of need to get into the mindset of your target audience. You know what are they? What are they wanting? What are you providing? And and he said what your service or product has to do is aid in helping people survive, thrive, be accepted, find love, achieve an inspirational identity, or bond with the tribe that will defend them physically and socially. So if what you're doing or or selling or providing is not doing any of those things. People just aren't going to be interested in it. Yeah.
0: It's not going to hit them right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he talks about, uh, you know, kind of the process for is what you're doing offering these things? How do you get their intention? And then how do you kind of the engagement process? And he breaks it down into like a story and uses a lot of examples of, you know, like screenwriters and how they create a story. And it's kind of interesting because basically you have a hero at the beginning of the story who's trying to obtain something, you're trying to, to accomplish something. And then the rest of the story is really finding out are they gonna accomplish it or not. And it's it's interesting because it it really kind of shows you what's going on almost in each movie or series or whatever. And it's yeah. like, yeah, this this framework is totally being used like to keep people's <laughs> attention and it's been used forever. And something he talks about is, you know, identifying the necessary ambition defining the challenges um, you know that are battling us and keeping us from achieving that ambition and then providing a plan to help us conquer those challenges okay yeah. so usually there's a hero they want to you know have an ambition or a challenge and then there's usually another person that's a guide that comes in to help them bridge that gap right okay. mm-hmm. so you can think of you know most people know star wars you have like luke skywalker and he's got this huge quest and challenge set out in front of him well to help him get there he may have obi-wan kenobi or yoda Yeah. so these are kind of guides that help the main character get where they want to go and what the story brand talks about is you're positioning your brand or your business to be yoda to be <laughs> obi-wan kenobi right yeah. you don't want to position yourself as a hero because that competes directly with your customers and I was like, man, that's that's brilliant. That's yeah. that's great. And so there's just some real take homes there. If you're if you don't have a business background, I don't. I I don't. I didn't learn anything about business in academia or school. All of it's just been kind of learning on my own through reading and talking to other people. So, yes, these things have really helped kind of clarify some of those messages and those those things. And I'm I'm still. This is a growing learning, evolving process, Kara. Like it's, I'm just kind of doing the best I can with the time that I have and helping grow this Rehab Rebels. And like I said, I really want to get more clear, I think, with the homepage and trying to help individuals the best way I can to guiding them to solutions that are going to help solve their problems. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, it, that's what brings you joy, right? And it, it's your passion. And so, kudos to you for doing that, right? For stepping out of probably what was your comfort zone, I'm guessing, right? Like you're saying, I didn't have a business background. And that's always been one thing I wish I had taken along the way, right? I think we're, again, we're so focused on becoming this physical therapist that I didn't even think about taking a business class. But now in hindsight, I'm like, why did I not even take like <laughs> intro to business you know, <laughs> in college when I had the chance? Because it's not going to happen in physical therapy school. But mm-hmm, I think sure. that that you know, kudos to you for doing that and and finding your joy. And I think that's kind of what our episode is a little bit about is find what brings you joy. Find, you know, it, obviously, you know, everything you're saying is just great. I think this will resonate with a lot of people. So thank you. Absolutely. So that was Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And then what's our last book of the pairing today?
1: The last book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. And this is great, I think, for. I mean, unless you're, you maybe don't interact with people at all, or you're not really interested in, you know, maybe improving that interaction with others, then this book probably isn't for you. But if you're in any position to, you know, really get better at communicating with individuals, I really highly recommend this book. And some of this okay. stuff is, you know, you don't want to say common sense because if common sense was that common everybody would know <laughs> but some of these things many of us many of us actually do naturally but it goes into depth too of like maybe why this is beneficial and how this can help you and it's not so much about it may sound on the outside of like how do you influence people to do what you want or manipulate and that's okay, not yep. that's really not what the book is about and it makes it clear that that's not what it's about it's really how to both help you and the individual With what you're both wanting like how do you how do you pair these things together and communicate in a way and listen in a way that works best for for both of you yeah yeah
0: well and i think this book has been around for a real long time right i mean i think it was yes like in like the 30s or something i think right (laughs) yeah um And I think what you're saying is you have these moments in these books where it might seem quote unquote common sense, but it really makes you think about it, right? It makes you take a step back and be like, well, wait a minute, like that's a really good point, or I've never thought about it that way. And so even though it might seem like common sense, it's going to add value to what you're already doing, maybe.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. I have never actually picked this one up. I've heard of it many times. Um... But yeah, I've never picked it up, so this is my little nudge to go pick it up and and read it. So
1: <laughs> I can give you if if you like a summary of like the 6 ways to make people like you. Yes, like let's do it. Six things here. Okay. So be genuinely interested in other people. Smile. Remember people's names. That was a big one for me.
0: Does it give you and like ideas on how to do that?
1: I'll I'll share what I do. So okay something i do is i'll use like the calendar app on my phone and i'll jot down the person's name and where i met him and i already have the date and time sure and and it's all done and so if i have trouble remembering in the past i'll just go to my calendar and search for either the place or maybe what i think their name was and then it'll find you know okay yeah this is their name you Uh, met them here because it's huge man like huge remembering people's names and the reason why i didn't do it before was because it's pretty taxing like to we are we only have so much memory we can keep on our brains and it's like why would I remember some of these people's names but you know if if you remember the lunch lady's name or the person that's building your sandwich across you know the counter and you come in and call them by name how's how you're gonna get more stuff you're gonna get yeah. more food you know so <laughs> it it pays off but that's yeah. what I do to help. Yeah,
0: I would always say I'm like, I'm so good at facial recognition. Like I will know immediately that I have seen that person before. But it takes me like two times to get the name right. So if I could take out one extra time of getting their name right, that would be perfect.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, and then what yep. that was step three, right? So what's step yes. four?
1: Four is be a good, attentive listener, encourage others to talk about themselves and their accomplishments and ask questions that other people will enjoy answering.
0: Absolutely. And I'm thinking about even for me, right? Like when people are generally interested in like what I'm talking about and asking further questions, like that feels good.
1: Yeah. You're involved (laughs) in the conversation, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you.
1: Number five and six, talk in terms of the other person's interest. That's five. And then six is always make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. That's six. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: great. I'm thinking even my kids, right? Like application for my kids, teach them. They don't need to, they're not old enough to probably read it, but just these genuine principles. For sure. How to show up in the world.
1: Absolutely. Constantly
0: thinking about that for them. All right, so that was how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie i actually i don't do this in every episode because i haven't always read in the genre or the topic but i have a dessert pairing today that i think you might like and you would enjoy um i've talked about it on the show before so i'll probably give just a brief summary here but have you read on fire by john o'leary
1: is he the podcaster that interviews like successful entrepreneurs
0: I don't know if he has a podcast, but I do know he's a like a well-known public speaker. Like he travels the circuit and gives it's, um the subtitle is The Seven Choices to Ignite a Radically Inspired Life, Ooh. if that sounds...
1: I don't think I have read it.
0: Okay. It is also set, kind of similar how you're saying, there's a storyline within the book. He was in a fire when he was nine years old, and it was back in the 80s. And he was burnt on 100% of his body, which in the 80s, the survival rate of 100% you know, of your body being burnt was, they were told, was zero. Man. But he ends up surviving. And it is his story of his life and how he has kind of triumphed over tragedy. But what I think would apply and why I think it fits so well with this episode is he talks about these little moments and he calls them inflection points that he has had in his life. And they're not like these big things, right? Like obviously the fire did drastically change his life, but it's these little moments that made him stop and think and change the trajectory of his life. And so he talks about how you can kind of find those moments in your life. And a lot of it is like quieting the noise in your life so you can actually, you know, digest what's happening or actually hear it or pay attention because sometimes we're so busy that we might miss it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he talks a lot about this, you know, kind of, and like, I think it what seven steps. So there's steps to kind of find these inflection points. And I think it might formulate for listeners. I mean, Tanner, you might already be there, but help you kind of formulate, it's okay to change the trajectory of your life and how might you go about doing that? And it's told through a story. So it's not this, um, you know, it's not a dry read by any means. Like it definitely progresses. And, um, I like felt so many emotions. I like was crying in this book. I <laughs> cry in most books, but just it was so inspirational that it like brought me to tears. So it's a great read and would fit perfectly with the other books that you've talked about today.
1: Thank you. I'm definitely going to check it out now.
0: Yeah. And I listened to it as an audiobook and it was fantastic as an audiobook. I actually think he is the narrator himself, which is really fun when you have that, right? Because they get the the inflections right and the cadence of the book and so it's it was a great audiobook listen for sure so okay well that was on fire by john o'leary so let's finish today with our bonus pairings which are just the speed round of questions you can answer these really quick are you a rereader?
1: i would say no i the notes that i take sometimes i'll go bounce back and like see what notes i took or you can bounce to a specific chapter, you know, but I yeah. do not reread. I, I struggle completing a book, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let, Kara, <laughs> let alone <so> rereading it. <laughs> yeah, so it's not, rereading is not really something I do. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. And you've kind of already answered this, yeah. I think, but where is your favorite place to read?
1: Um, probably in like a, a cafe or a coffee shop is usually kind of where I go to just get it done, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then what is one book you've read that has changed your life?
1: I I think I have to go back to The Rich Dad Poor Dad. It okay. it really is just like if I'm going to accomplish some of the things that I want to in my life, you know, being able to be in my daughter's life and have kind of a lifestyle of freedom if you will. Th- this is a story that I needed to hear and kind of some principles I needed to understand to be able to make that happen. So that's what I would say Rich Dad Poor Dad.
0: Okay. Did you have Rehab Rebels before you read it, or did you read it after?
1: I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad first, okay. and and COVID happened, which it seems to be in everybody's story at some point, often the guests that it I have. It was a
0: big enough event, and happens long enough, right? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> True. So that's when I really started delving more into reading, and that was one of the books that I picked up uh, on top of some financial um books because this was around the time I had my first PT job, you know, and I wanted okay. to get things in order and be able to kind of set myself on a path to live a certain lifestyle. And this was one of the books. And I was like, man, I got to figure out how to, to do this and what was the kind of the business I thought that would be best for me. And I think, you know, I landed in the podcast world and online kind of entrepreneurship and it's challenging for sure. But I, I think it's the right place for me, at least right now. So, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. And then, lastly, what are you reading next?
1: Great, great question. <laughs> uh, Marketing Made Simple by okay. Donald Miller, and he actually talks about how to set up your like homepage and like directing traffic and things. And so that's something I'm, like I said, wanting to change and update. And his book is definitely on my to-do list. And even if you don't have like your own business or you're not even interested in doing that, if you're a marketer or in the marketing department or field of work, I think this would be a great read for you.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah. And Kara, if I may, I'd like to leave like a, um, uh, maybe a a call to action or something for your audience. Yeah. Something I tell everybody that's really struggling kind of with life direction, career direction, whatever it may be is find a convenient place to jot down some quick notes. Like I said, I use the notes uh, app on my phone. And I want people to jot down positive experiences that they've had you know, throughout the day and also negative experiences that they've had. So if there's something that happens that really fills you up and gives you a lot of energy, jot it down in that space you're taking notes. If there's something that's really draining you, jot it down and over time what will happen is you're going to build up a, a list of things and it'll become more clear so you know maybe after a month you can reflect on it or three months reflect on it depending on how much you're putting in or taking out and it'll give you a, a guide of like okay i want to go away from these things that are draining me and towards these things that are filling me up and giving me energy so that's that's the the call to action i think i'm going to leave with with individuals and it's something I do myself. And it's been helpful. So yeah, yeah
0: I could see how that would be help you kind of organize yourself to figure that out. Right. And like you said, it's going to be a, a deep dive into yourself and who you are personally to be able to figure out really where your path should be.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Anytime.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know your time is precious, so I really appreciate all the time you've given me today. Thank you for listening to Tanner and I in our discussion today on his book flight of entrepreneurial books. We'd love to hear what other books you'd pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show. So if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.